Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome, everybody. Episode 260 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I'm talking to an Airbnb SEO specialist. I came across this very smart man while um, scrolling through some, some Facebook groups, and I, I saw an, a blog post that he wrote about how the Airbnb search algorithm works. And he had an amazing blog post, actually, with lots of different factors and, and tested all this kind of stuff and it just it looks super professional so i was very intrigued i hit him up got him on the show so welcome to the show Gelvin Kelvin ma hey everybody how's it going did i pronounce your name correctly yes Kelvin ma <laughs> okay good <laughs> i guess it's not that hard I've, I've had you know i've had more difficult names to pronounce in the last like 259 episodes that i uh, have published yeah, as long as you're not calling me uh, Kevin. My, my aunt still calls me Kevin after, you know, 30 plus years of uh, <laughs> being on this earth. <laughs> right. right. Cool, man. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you because, you know, when I first started Airbnb hosting back in 2012, you know, after I created my listing and I started thinking about, okay, you know, how do I maximize profit? How do I get the best results on this platform? Um, the first Number one thing I realized was, okay, I need to f- understand how this, you know, this algorithm works. I need to understand how Airbnb determines what listings to show to the users. And so that was really you know, sort of like the first goal that I, that I had after I created my listing. And the way I did it, I, I, just, you know, I just looked at the Airbnb website. I, I used common sense and I experimented a little bit. Uh, but it's uh, it's by no means as uh, as method method I can't pronounce that word <laughs> method methodical <laughs> methodical thank you oh god um, yeah exactly as as you did it I mean you've like tested like a you did like a b testing and you you know I saw a, a blog post where you you know you had all these uh, you had like fifty different factors and the correlation coefficients and all sorts of uh, mathematical stuff that I used to uh, be really into when I was uh, still studying econometrics back in the day. Um, but, um, but yeah, I was really impressed with your research. And so I'm really excited to learn more about this, you know, this, uh, this infamous Airbnb algorithm and everybody wants to know how it works and everybody wants to be more visible, get more bookings. Um, and so so educate us. Tell us how how does it work? What's important? How do how can people get better visibility for their Airbnb listing? Awesome. Well, thanks for um, getting me on the show, Jasper. Uh, so the Airbnb search algorithm 
I think a lot of people are constantly thinking about how the well, maybe not thinking about, but what they're what they're saying is that the Airbnb algorithm is is very much like Google, and uh, there's lots and lots of comparisons between those those two search engines. Um, and I'll be the first one to say that although there are certain aspects of it that are are that, that are common, um, I would say the majority of it is is probably not. Um, that is just because the way that Airbnb works is that it's a supply and demand type of um, type of business versus um, something like Google, which is a search engine for content and content can be visited, you know, thousands and thousands of times. Um, and you can never really run out of that content. Whereas versus on Airbnb, those listings do disappear because there's only, you know, 365 days a year that you can book your listing. So, you can, you know, you can really only be visible for those times when you're, when you are available. So it is about that supply and demand aspect of it. Uh, you know, uh, my, um, um, I guess on my end, I, I do know quite a bit about Google, uh, and I know a little bit about Pinterest and, and hopefully I know a lot about, um, about, uh, Airbnb. So, um, when I think of what search engine Airbnb is very similar to, I would probably say, Amazon, just because Amazon is, um, is, is again, like a supply and demand type of search engine. Um, these search engines are not as sophisticated as Google's, but that's kind of a good thing <laughs> for us um, as, um, as hosts and everything like that. So Amazon is, has products, and when products run out, they cannot sell them, and which is just exactly like um, like Airbnb, except that uh, when the products run out on Amazon, they still just say not available. Uh, versus on Airbnb, you just don't show up, <laughs> um, and and that's you know in a way that's that's just it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just how it is because Airbnb will not serve you up um, as a listing if you just aren't going to be available for for that time frame, right? So that's kind of the the, the main difference um, that we, we kind of the viewpoint that we want to look at when we're trying to think about how Airbnb works. Um, that uh, blog post that that uh, Jasper you're talking about um, it's just called Airbnb ranking factors. So um, Google has a bunch of uh, ranking factors, and so does so does Airbnb. And Airbnb's got a very very smart team of people building um, this this uh, search engine that um, that that they definitely value quite a bit, right? There is a reason why you can't just organize things, at least at this moment, uh, organize things in, in in Airbnb from you know ascending to descending prices, right? They don't they don't let you do that for for a reason because they want to to to. They want the data to speak for itself and to to utilize the smart people that they have in the room to serve you the best um, the best listing that they think you are going to book the fastest essentially right because for them it's about making a booking decision in the quickest amount possible for them I think their goal is about three days that's kind of uh, the dis the time frame that they want someone to initially start their search to uh, finally deciding obviously uh, I think most people uh, that are listening to this uh, especially if you are uh, if you do travel you probably don't want to spend three days on there so uh, you know obviously the, the the faster you book then the better uh, the the better for Airbnb and also the better for you in a way too right so 
that that blog post that uh, that Jasper spoke about that's with um, these Airbnb ranking factors that we that we um, that we looked at and and tried to you know we've just been running different tests and things like that to try and figure out whether or not these are important. We don't have all of them. There's about a hundred and I believe 150 that um, the Airbnb has mentioned are, are are factors and stuff like that. And we at this point we've got about 28 that we've you know believe that this is this is what uh, this is what's correlating with with um, with better searchers search visibility. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it for 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 that aspect of 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 the beginning parts of of what's going on in the Airbnb search algorithm. Awesome. Well, you touched on a lot of things, but um, what I want to talk about mostly is, you know, what are those factors and what are the most important factors? I've, I've gotten a lot of questions actually lately. Uh, I've been reviewing uh, some people's listings on, uh, on YouTube during YouTube um, live sessions. And, um, I've noticed that uh, one listing that I was uh, reviewing, it, it didn't really show up in the search result. And, uh, you know, the, the host also wasn't seeing very many bookings, uh, which makes sense, right? If you're, she was literally, she was all the way down. I had to zoom in on the map like a lot in order to find the listing. And uh, oddly enough, like she, she actually messaged me and she said that uh, she called Airbnb uh, to ask them why her listing wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't visible. And, um, and apparently the Airbnb employee then manually changed something and suddenly she got a couple of bookings. So if your listing is not very visible, you might want to call Airbnb and just like harass them until they, you know, just pump, you know, kick up your listing to the, to the front. Um, but um, yeah, those ranking factors. I mean, the way I think about it is kind of what you said. It's in the end of the day, Airbnb wants to get bookings, right? They want people to, they want to show listings to people that are likely to be booked. And so anything I guess you can do to make it more likely that, you know, somebody books your listing when they look at it. So attractiveness of the, of the listing, I guess, is, is very important, right? Um, you know, having good pictures and have, making sure that you have pictures of all the different spaces. I still see, because I use Airbnb a lot as a traveler, I still, I still see listings where it will say it's a free bedroom house, but then they only show two bedrooms. They don't show the third bedroom. And so then I'm thinking, okay, well, what's the deal with this third bedroom? Is it, does it look terrible? Does it not have a bed? You know, there must be a reason why, you know, why the host is not showing it. And so there's no way I would ever book a, an Airbnb listing if I can't see all the different rooms. And so I imagine that person he is probably trying to be smart by saying, hey, you know, my the third bedroom doesn't look as attractive, so I'm just going to leave it out. But as a result, I'm pretty sure, like, nobody books it. And so that will actually really hurt his uh, his ranking, I think, in the search results. Um, but going back to the blog post uh, that you wrote, the Airbnb ranking factors, which actually can be found, by the way, on remotespill.com slash Airbnb ranking factors. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but uh, on number one, there's guest satisfaction. And so I guess that's, uh, that's the ratings. That's based on the ratings that, that guests uh, give to hosts, right? Yeah. So that's, um, I believe it's 
I mean, it makes sense that it would be zero to a hundred. I've never actually seen someone with, with extremely, extremely low guest satisfaction ratings. Most of the time we see people that have, um, that, well, just anyone that we're interacting with that, that we can find at least generally bounces around the 90 to a hundred. I actually haven't seen anyone with, with lower, um, lower uh, guest satisfaction. And, and I guess a small side note of, of if you want to figure out what guest satisfaction is, then um, the easiest thing for you to do to look at your, to look at your listing yourself is just to, um, to right click on your listing. So your actual listing page where your photos are and, and things like that, just go and right click on it and then go view page source. And then uh, you'll see a whole bunch of code. Don't be worried. It's just, it's just, the way things look, um, just a whole bunch of code and you can go command F and type guest underscore satisfaction. So just, um, so essentially one word with the underscore in between, uh, guest and satisfaction, and then you'll get, you'll see your score right in there. So that'll give you an idea for, um, for, for what's going on and how Airbnb is essentially judging you. It is your, it's, you know, it's your star ratings, but it's a much more granular viewpoint of your star ratings. Right, right. So just to clarify, if I have a 4.8 rating, then that would correspond to 95. Correct? Am I calculating this correctly? Um, I don't know because I don't have a calculator with me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's essentially what it would be. It should be your, your star ratings, um, but in the form of, 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 from zero to a hundred. So it's, it's not, yeah. uh, it's not 4.5. It's, it's a very, very small number. And you'll see people that, um, um, we'll actually see people that have, uh, high rankings and stuff like that, that don't actually have a hundred, um, per hundred, get, um, a hundred, a hundred guest satisfaction, the score of a hundred. So they might have something like, you know, like 98 or something like that. We've seen people bounce around between like 98 to a hundred and still be decently, um, decently ranked. Right. I mean, if you have 98 to 100, then you're probably ranked really well, no? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's, that, is, that definitely helps with it. Um, I think one thing that's not surprisingly, um, that, that isn't surprising is reviews. Reviews are just a huge, 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 huge factor. Um, and if you, <laughs> if you want to get booked up a lot, is just have lots of reviews and a very low price. <laughs> that's the, you know, that's the, <laughs> which isn't ideal, of course, but that's that's the that's the way it works. <laughs> right. So the number of reviews, and then we're talking about the number of reviews in the in the last like thirty days or three months, right? The, the number of reviews you got in like five years ago doesn't really matter, I guess, right? Um, to be honest, I'm, not, I'm actually I'm actually not sure about that in terms of in terms of the um, uh, the recency of, of those reviews. We've just seen that it's the amount of reviews matters. And one simple way to kind of, to, um, let's say kind of back that up in a way is just go, whenever you're on Airbnb, go and look at, you know, one of your competitors in your area, or just even look at your own listing. And you'll notice that when you go to the very bottom there, um, when you go to the very bottom and there's that uh, similar listings area or where I think Airbnb changes sometimes. You say, you know, homes that are similar to this. Uh, if you look at those, there's 12 recommendations that they make. And the one, the first one that is, the first one that they always make is the one with the highest price or no, sorry, the highest 
uh, reviews and the lowest price <laughs> out right. of at least those first three. So for yeah. them, it's, they're just kind of, that's just what they're pushing more of. Right. And, and you know, number two uh, ranking factor is, uh, is absolute price, right? It has a correlation of 0.901. Guess that's the faction has a correlation of 0.906. And for those who don't know what correlation is or what those numbers mean, it's, it's essentially what it means is if you have a correlation of zero, that means that two things are, are just not, there's, there's, they're not related. There's no, there's no relation that can be, find, can be found on a statistical uh, level. And if it's one, then they're perfectly correlated, uh, which means that they're basically, if one happens, then the other one happens also always. Um, so. Correlation coefficients are always expressed between zero and one, and the higher, the more correlation there is. And so, you know, guess the faction absolute price having a correlation to page rank of zero point nine. It's 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 a lot. It's a very high number, and so those uh, those factors definitely are very very important. Um, absolute price is is a is an interesting one because, you know, obviously, here's the thing. You know, a lot of people think about Airbnb in terms of getting fully booked, right? They just want to get the maximum amount of bookings. They just want to be fully booked, and then they think that they're they're too, you know that's that's kind of the goal. But uh, you know, in my opinion, it's not really the goal. The goal is to make as much money, right, as possible. So maximize profit, which doesn't, which is not the same, right? Because yeah, you can lower your if you lower your price enough, you you know you'll get you get uh, you get to full occupancy pretty quickly, um, but it's there's a good chance that actually not being fully occupied might be more optimal, right? If you're if in fact if you're fully booked, that's probably a sign that you should raise your prices. And so, yeah, no. so yeah, absolute price is a, is a is a funny one because you can't really take it take that factor and optimize for it um, because that just means that you're lowering your price. But what I will say is, and you know, I'll let you. Um, speak as well and see if you agree with this is I think when you're starting out the first month or so in order to get to full occupancy I definitely think it's a smart idea to lower you know to start with a pretty low price um, because you're not really losing that much I mean if you think of an entire Airbnb career let's let's say you, you're, you're running out for five years right the amount of money that you lose in the first month by setting your prices really low it's not uh, it's over the time, that longer time span is not that much, but it pretty much guarantees that you're getting a really good head start, right? It, it guarantees that you're getting a lot of reviews, getting a lot of bookings, and those factors contribute then to better visibility, which you know, in turn gives you more bookings, et cetera. So, um, but if, you're, if you've been hosting for a while, you have a great reputation, you already have 80% booking or 90% booking uh, occupancy rate, then um, you know, just lowering the price to get better visibility is probably not optimal. Do you agree? E yes, I mean, there. I guess there's, you know, it's kind of like uh, there's there's this other aspect too with with Airbnb when you're when you're just starting out and you've got a new new listing. Um, well, actually, let's back it up just a second. So the one thing about at least in um, at least from from what I've seen, and and I'm sure that we both agree on this, is just that everything with with um, everything with 
vacation rentals is all supply and demand. I know we've said that a couple times this um, uh, this episode already, but I, I don't think there could be a, a truer fact than that. Just because you only have uh, 365 days to to uh, to maximum to to rent out your place, and it's likely that you're not going to book um, all 365 days because it's it's just it's not possible to do unless you are running something very efficiently, which I think Jasper would want to want to speak to somebody who's doing that. Um, so yeah, it does make sense that you want to 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 just from a just from a business standpoint, it, it makes more sense to have to charge people more money um, per night uh, and have lower occupancy rate in in a way, just so you can fill out you know your weekends at least because those are going to be your your prime your prime slots most likely, and then you're also not. Um, you're also not deteriorating the uh, the your your actual listing itself by you know having lots of people in there and you know just not causing havoc but you know anything can happen and the more people you have in there the more times you have them inside and the more times it's occupied in there then you just aren't going to um, you aren't going to to uh, what's the word it's just not it's just not as good for your business because you might have some unforeseen costs that that arise for you so i think we're probably on the same page with that kind of stuff well kind of but then i would argue that in my opinion like just having more bookings like a, a booking has a monetary value right let's say somebody books your place pays 500 bucks then obviously you're making 500 bucks minus, you know, minus the three percent that Airbnb takes. Um, but um, but there's a sort of like a secondary value to that booking, right? Because that booking will generate a review, right? And the fact that the listing was booked in the first place probably has a positive effect on the visibility of your listing. Plus, the review has a positive effect on your listing. Right, the visibility, the ranking. Plus, that person who stayed at your place might tell somebody else about your listing. Plus, that person might come back and stay at your listing. And so, the way I kind of think about it is, you know, hosting somebody in, on top of the direct monetary value that you get out of it. There's sort of a, there's a second amount of money that essentially you're getting, which is you know impossible to determine how much it exactly is. Because you know, you know, what's the chance that you get a, a return visit and a repeat visit? Should I say, what's the chance that that person tells somebody else? You know, how much is the visibility affected, and what's the chance that you get another booking from that extra visibility? Um, and so, I see. What you, I hear what you're saying. You're saying, well, you know, you at some point you don't want to lower your price too much for for the days that aren't as popular because there's also some potential costs involved with, with every booking, right? Because there's a chance that, you know, you, you might have some, some problems with, with the guests. Um, they might cause some damage. And so you're saying there's just kind of like a, uh, there's a low, there's a floor, right? There's a, there's a minimum price that you kind of shouldn't go below because below that price, the sort of the hassle that you have from managing the booking plus the risk that, you know, something gets damaged, et cetera, is actually that doesn't outweigh the uh, it outweighs the money that you're making on that booking, and so you're rather you're better off not having that booking in the first place. Am I saying it correctly? 
I think, yeah, for sure. We, there was probably a little misalignment from what we were talking about. So if we were saying like, if we're talking about just peer search engine, um, optimization, we'll call it search engine optimization. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. More, more bookings is just, it's, it, it gets you into what I call that like circle of success, right? That the, there is a reason why it's not, you know, listings that occur that are on Airbnb for a very long time, get booked all the time because well, Airbnb just, it's like, you know, it's like equity that they've built with the Airbnb platform and says, okay, well, this person has all these five-star reviews and, um, you know, and they've got a decent price and, and people seem to be, um, you know, getting good responses from them based on all these different factors that we look at. So for sure. Um, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is about that, getting that, um, that circle of success too, um, where, where you are, um, being more favored by Airbnb. Um, one thing that, that's, that, uh, that we kind of grazed over was the, when you have a new listing, one thing that's important to remember is that your, your listing is being pushed up by, by Airbnb in the, uh, in what are known as the organic search results, right? So, uh, when people are looking in, in, at Airbnb, you'll see a mixture of, of, um, you'll see a mixture of older listings, um, you know, uh, more established listings, plus, uh, some brand new listings that may not even have any reviews in them. The reason I would assume why Airbnb does that is because it's, you know, it's, I guess in, in the world of technology and, and things like that, they have these things called magic moments. So it's like, what's that magic moment that, uh, that someone on their platform receives? And as a get, or sorry, as a host, I don't know about you, but I, I've noticed that every time I, I, you know, when I'm putting up listings or something like that, the, you know, it's, it, it gets booked pretty quickly. <laughs> so something's going on there and you know, the, the listing, you know, I'm sure with every listing, new listing that you create, it gets better. But even the first time I did it, I think within like four hours I had three bookings and I realized, Whoa, there's, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm doing something right or something wrong here, but this is, this is awesome. Um, so yeah, there, there is that, that factor too, where Airbnb is giving you that search visibility. So I think it's important, this pricing for sure to, to have it lower, um, to have it lower so that you can attract more, more reviews and, and do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's, 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 um, you know, it's that it's the other end of the spectrum of, of, um, also taking advantage of that, the fact that you can kind of uh, get bookings at those higher prices too, right? So it is about kind of optimally, optimally pleasing Airbnb by, by giving them that signal that, hey, my price is, is um, you know, is not the lowest and it's not the highest and it's, you know, maybe in that 75% um, uh, range there, you know, uh, in terms of, in terms of, 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 uh, of pricing because, you know, I think if, in a weird way, I, 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 Airbnb is in a, is in a very interesting fact, in a very interesting state as well, right? Because there's all this supply that's coming into the Airbnb platform and that's essentially, it does, you know, it does lower prices and stuff like that, but that's actually not good for Airbnb either because it makes more sense for all of us to have higher prices so that they can get more of their 3% or whatever they're going to charge in the future. So they're in a sticky situation, which is why their search algorithm is so important to them as well, right? They're constantly working on these things, updating them, uh, updating different things and just switching things around. I, I, I'm sure if you've, if you've been a host on Airbnb for any amount of time, at least like at least six months, I'm sure you've seen the Airbnb platform change, you know, um, 
a few times um, and maybe even change a little bit and then revert back to an older <laughs> an older way, right? Because uh, you were probably in some sort of split test that they were running and they thought, okay, we're going to try it out in, in your ge geography and whether or not uh, we're going to get more bookings by, you know, uh, all sorts of tests, like something, a test that we ran across recently, um, which is very old, was that uh, we ran across a, 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 a picture of a... Um, their own internal testing tool. So Airbnb is constantly testing things with their, with their, with their platform. And, um, uh, we, we, we got a screenshot of, of what they look at in terms of, um, what makes a good test and what it makes a bad test. And what they were testing was the amount of, of listings that show up on each page. I think it's about 17 or 18 listings that show up on, on each page. So what they were trying to do is they were just testing, you know, what happens when we show people, 10 listings um, what happens when we show people 20 listings. So they were kind of messing around with that stuff. And, um, and what you see today is, is there, uh, is the, 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 the result that get garnered them obviously the most amount of conversions. Yeah. It drives me nuts that Airbnb keeps changing everything because that means like I have to update my book, you know, I, I, there's all sorts of screenshots in my book and then, yeah, Airbnb changes everything, and it's it's a massive pain in the butt to update a book on Amazon. In fact, you can't you can't really update it, and so it's uh it basically the only thing that I can do is just write an entire new book, uh, which is what I'm doing. But um, but you know that's a different topic. Anyway, let's go back to the ranking factor. So we talked about guest satisfaction and absolute price. The next one that really surprised me. Listing word count, that's very highly correlated with page rank visibility. Why is that? If I write so, a whole bunch of nonsense on my Airbnb listing, <laughs> is it going to go up in the, in the rankings? So I guess, first of all, um, we're looking at this specific uh, chart that was created here. That, this chart was, I'm, you know, for full transparency, this chart wasn't created by me. It was created by uh, someone called, uh, his name's Nick Child. Uh, he did a study a couple years ago um, on, on this kind of stuff. And this is just one part of, the, uh, of this, uh, essentially this blog post where we, you know, we're looking and testing different things. We're also collecting a whole bunch of different um, sources as well. So this is, this is, this is Nick's. Um, this is Nick's work in a sense so with this, uh, th with the specific image that we're looking at too bad. We're on audio right now because then people could see what we're talking about. But, um, when we talk about this listing word count being a, being a, um, being a high correlation, I can't speak of course, a hundred percent to, to, to what he, what he's saying just because this is, this is his, um, this is his, his work in a way. Right. Um, but what I can say is that the, the one thing that's, that matters with Airbnb, of course, and you just have to think about it, um, you kind of have to put your marketing hat on, right? Um, I'm sure all of us have been to those, those very annoyingly long sales pages on, um, I don't know, some sort of product that you purchase online. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very, very long to a point where you're either going to buy it because you read it all or you're not going to buy it because it's, it's too long or you might even just skip it because you, you just want to go through that. Right. Um, for us, what we find is that a listing description that is, um, that is longer, that has, you know, scannable, that is scannable, very similar to like, you know, if you, if, 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 if you're anywhere in the, in the blogging sphere, you'll kind of, you'll, you'll know when you see a good blog post versus a bad blog post simply by the fact that it, you know, a bad blog post looks like, 
um, it looks like the it looks like the legal transcript that you would see in a terms and service. You know, it's like one big block and it's written by a lawyer. You don't want that stuff, right? So, so for for um, for your Airbnb listing, you want to have different sections in there so that for the people that want to read, um, if you don't for you know if you don't have captions in your photos. Um, which you should have captions, but um, it, it allows people to go and dive into your Airbnb listing description and grab what they want to look at very quickly. So just make sure it's very, very scannable. And naturally that leads to more, um, more, uh, more bookings because people have more clarity in terms of uh, whether you're going to be the right decision for them. Plus, <laughs> I know it's kind of a, a weird fact, a weird thing, but like, plus a longer listing also means that they don't reach the very bottom of your page uh, either, which is where Airbnb basically says, okay, well, if this person hasn't booked, we're going to try and send them to s different places, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything, but most of it is just, you know, it's, it just comes down to to marketing at the end of the day and, and that kind of sensibility, even if you're not in marketing that unfortunately maybe it, it doesn't come as, as clear to you, but, um, for the, you just have to think about how other people are doing things and, and especially, you know, in, in the online space, like blogs and things like that and kind of translate that into your own listing, having, you know, bedroom sections, kitchen sections, um, you know, whatever. And, you know, add in some emojis while you're in there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those emojis, I still have to move my title, although officially it's not allowed. But, um, but you know what? Okay, so when it comes to description, I think what you're saying is, is very, very true. You definitely want to make it very readable because then at least you have a chance that your guest is going to read some of your description. <laughs> um, if you have a, like a big text block, then they probably won't read anything. And then you have to like explain them everything and they're going to ask all these like annoying questions. So that's definitely a good idea to have everything like paragraphed, use bullet points, make it very, uh, make it very readable. And by the way, talking about readable, like I've actually done some research about how to write a readable email because I've been writing a lot of emails to my list. And if you haven't signed up for my email list yet, go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash newsletter. Uh, and sign up so I can see you emails. But, um, but you know, I, I figured, uh, you know, I'm, I should probably work on being a better writer. So I, I found this really cool app called Hemingway. Hemingway app, it's called. And it's a free app. Um, if, you if you manage to find the, good, the, the right URL, it's a free app. And it basically shows you, you copy-paste text in there, and it basically shows you exactly, like, what parts aren't readable, it, it gives you live suggestions to change words and, and change sentences and stuff. And so um, that's actually, that's probably not a bad idea to, to copy-paste your Airbnb listing in this Hemingway app and, uh, and, and you use the suggestions that they give to make it more readable. Um, but going back to the ranking factors, you know, I, the only thing that I can really come up with that makes a lot of sense when it comes to listing word count, you know, Sometimes you see these Airbnb listings that have no description at all, almost. And I think that's probably, that's a bad thing, right? That Airbnb definitely doesn't want that. So I wouldn't be surprised if the way that they use this factor, it's not necessarily the more words, the better. But I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of punish listings that have an extremely small amount of words. So if you're like less than 200 or 300 or whatever, 
um, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of punish your, your visibility there. Because it's kind of, it's probably a sign to them that your listing isn't very good. If you didn't write anything or you, you just wrote like a few small paragraphs, it's probably not a listing that they want to show to people. Uh, but I think if, you, if you're over a certain reasonable amount, I can't imagine that just adding 5,000 extra words is, is going to help your, your listing ranking, you know. <laughs> you can write a whole novel in your Airbnb listing and it's, it's not going to help. Um, let's go through some, uh, some other ranking factors. So number four, minimum, minimum stay length. This, this is something that I always, I always recommend people, especially in the beginning, just put it to, set it to one, even though it's a hassle to deal with one day stays. It's, it's at the same time, if you're starting out and you get, you get like 21 night bookings in the first month, your visibility is going gonna, is gonna to explode. With 20 reviews, 20 bookings, 20, uh, you know, 20 of, of, of everything. That's going to really give you a lot of momentum, I think even though it's a pain in the ass. So I'm not surprised to see that uh, kind of up there because I think Airbnb really likes listings that are, you know, that are available, that are easy to book. Um, that's why instant book is also a factor. Um, another factor could be uh, cancellation policy. Now, cancellation policy is an interesting one because it's, uh, it's ranked number 20 at only 0 0.38 uh, correlation coefficient. But... Um, that's kind of a tricky one because, I mean, there's different policies. So the question is really, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that having a flexible cancellation policy is what gives you uh, the benefit of, of, of a, a, better, a better ranking because in the end of the day, Airbnb wants to make its platform user-friendly. I think we've seen that, right? I mean, they, they've really been pushing instant book. They've really been pushing the, the flexible cancellation policy as well. And so... I'm pretty sure there, that those are positive factors. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. It's kind of, you know, it's about removing the friction, right? That's what Airbnb is trying to do is they're trying to remove the friction to have people make the, um, make that booking decision, right? So if their goal is to have people book in three days, how can we have people book in faster time? And um, it, it is no secret that having instant book is, is, is just the way to go. I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't think it makes sense to go and have a listing on Airbnb if you don't have instant book on, cause you can add rules on there, right? You don't actually have to, you don't actually have to, you know, be too fearful of the fact that people are just going to come into your listing and then you're not going to want them there. Right. Uh, you can have rules where, where people, um, that come to your, uh, the book you're listing instantly have are recommended by another host. You know, that's, that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole filter right there that, that, um, that you could take advantage of. So for sure, it just comes down to thinking about the, um, you know, what Airbnb thinks is good for their business and essentially, um, really just thinking about it from that perspective. Right. And, and of course we, we want things to be good for us, um, but since we're on their platform, we kind of have to play, play by their games. Um, I think one thing I wanted to mention as well is that, um, so at the top here, we're kind of, cause we're looking at this table here, um, which I think Jasper, Jasper, you're looking at there with the different colors. Uh, if we go to the top here, we've kind of got, um, the table of contents, uh, right above the video or right below the video. 
And these are the, this is the whole, this is the whole blog post essentially, right? So this is the, because we talked about that study before where we, we you, you mentioned cancellation policy. So that study is quite old. Um, and the cancellation policies have changed since, since that time too. So I think it might be, um, I'm not saying it's irrelevant because of course those things are, are, um, uh, is still important for just having people decide. I'm sure that if you've booked an Airbnb listing and somebody, you know, doesn't allow you to cancel at all, or you don't get any of your money back, you know, it's like very, very strict or something like that. Then, you know, unfortunately the chances of people booking with you is just lower because, um, you're basically having that person take on all of the risk, you know, of, of, of it versus, you know, you, as a business taking on some of your risk, which is why, you know, companies have, you know, money back guarantees and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think actually, so uh, one thing I wanted to talk about too, is that the Airbnb ranking factors that, that we are aware of are, are certain things, right? Like, you know, there's, um, we've got them listed here. And if you want, you can, you know, you can look at the show notes and stuff like that, that Jasper will have. But one thing that we have to keep in mind of is that there's just certain things that we cannot measure. Right. So there's the, there's the, and that's because Airbnb is not going to let us measure it because it's, it's part of what they look at. Right. And, and, and what I mean by that is just think of, um, think of, think of when somebody starts doing a search and if you can break down each part of those, those, those aspects into, um, you know, almost like, you know, how you're given like a, a booking rate percentage, right? Cause that's something that Airbnb is important. So that is, and it, it'd be crazy for us not to think that a booking rate percentage that is higher is not going to lead to, 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 um, higher search visibility. Because of course, if, if Airbnb is sending more people to you and you have a good booking rate, then, then, um, then you're going to get more search visibility. But again, so if we go back to like the very beginning, like when somebody starts doing a search, you know, it's that first part. It's like how many people are searching that day? And then how many people see your listing, you know, as an impression, let's say, and then how many of those people actually click through. And if you can think of that as, you know, a different metric. And then from that part, when people click through to your listing from the search results, um, then, you know, how many of those people are a, going to book with you right away. Uh, how many people are going to message you, which is an important thing. Um, and then, uh, how many people are going to inquire with you? And that's slightly different, right? Cause if you have instant booking settings and somebody wants to book with you and they're not, uh, of the caliber that you're looking for, then they have to inquire with you. So th those are the three different areas that somebody's going to land on your listing. And if you think about those as different, um, essentially, I mean, those are ranking factors, right? Like when somebody, when somebody, how many times somebody lands on your listing and then decides to book with you right away, I'm going to imagine is a bigger, is a bigger, um, has a bigger weight to, to Airbnb because of the simple fact is it's, it just, it's just more appealing. It's better for people to make that instant decision, you know? And then, um, Oh, also, sorry. So there's also the, another part of it too, is like when somebody messages you, when somebody messages you and, uh, either as an inquiry or just, uh, as a contact, then, how many of those people that message you actually end up booking with you too? And that's another aspect. And those things, you know, we, I mean, you can, you actually can calculate that because, because it's easy because, <laughs> you know, you could do it manually yourself and things like that, but that is stuff that Airbnb is keeping track of as well. Right. So if you can think of, if you can break down that entire booking flow from when somebody searches to somebody books or contacts you or doesn't book with you, 
that all is 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 the stuff that almost is not measurable by us and only by Airbnb, but of course is something that's very important. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Any other factors that I wanted to discuss? Um, I think some obvious ones are like, you know, how quickly you respond, um, your, uh, your response percentage. Like, obviously, you want to respond to every single inquiry, um, and you want to respond as fast as possible. Um, that's an important one. There's the, you know, the amount of times your listing is saved to the wish list. There's a number of amenities. There's a, there's a whole bunch of, of other factors. But I think we've, we've probably gone through the most important ones, I would say. Would you agree? Um, yes, you I, would, I, I, would, I think maybe the one thing that might be on people's minds is, well, maybe there's two things. Wish lists are, um, I think, are a good thing to, 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 to be doing if you're not, you know, if you're not <laughs> if you're not getting people to wishlist your stuff uh, on purpose, or or if you're you know it's just, it's just an important thing that Airbnb uh, has mentioned as they have mentioned it as a ranking factor, but the one thing that they have said as well is that it's not something that's like an immediate effect. You know, like obviously sometimes you'll see if you adjust your price in in a in a, in a uh, you know in some manner, then you'll see a drastic change in your visibility plus in your bookings too, right? Whereas with wishlisting is kind of like a long term game. It's not like, you know, if you get a, like, you know, if you get 20 wish lists in a day, then Airbnb, um, you know, is going to jack your right number to the, to, to, to the first position or anything like that. So, um, it, it, it's wish listing is a, is a long-term play is, is, is that is one thing that I'd like to say. And then also personalization. Personalization is a huge, huge thing, right? Um, because the, Airbnb is, you know, like any of these other tech giants and they're constantly trying to add in, you know, some more um, smarter technology into their business, right? So things like artificial intelligence, which is essentially, you know, just a part of personalization in a way. So the whole, the whole point of, you know, getting more search visibility and every guest count, not just, you know, being number one, but just making sure that if you have eight listings, uh, or sorry, if you have eight guests, uh, that can fit into your listing. You want to make sure that you're able to be found in all of those in all of those guest counts, right? Um, you know, most likely you're not going to be found very well on the on the on the on the first guest count just because um, the fit's not there, right? It's it's likely that someone's not going to book your place. But you know, if you're showing up there, that's a good sign, right? Like if you just even if you're because Airbnb really only shows you 17 pages, right? But if you're showing up on those 17 pages, like that's a, that's a great thing personally to me. Um, so there's a personalization aspect to it. So every time when somebody comes into Airbnb and they're clicking around, um, that's, that's what is so important, right? Cause you want to be one of those first people that they click on because from there, Airbnb is kind of adjusting things to, to, to suit what they believe, um, is important to them. Right. So if they're, um, I guess we'll kind of go from the standpoint of, of, of a situation. So let's say you are a, um, let's say you're a lady and you, the last time you booked Airbnb, you were booking for your, a bachelorette party that housed 12 guests. It was you and, um, you and 11 other ladies at a, for a good time there. Um, and that was the last booking that you made, right? So when you come on to Airbnb the next time you're going to see, it depends, you know, like how long you, 
the last time you uh, you made that booking. But you know, if it was something that was really close to 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 the date, then yeah, you're going to be shown a lot of different listings that are that are houses that are very similar to the things that you booked in the past. You know, and with every click that you make things are going to change for you. There's always going to be these, there's always going to be these standard ones that Airbnb has around um, that they're, you know, um, they're not going to hundred percent personalize their search for you, but they are going to add in little, little different things. Um, like for example, I think one thing that people always uh, mention to me is just that, Oh, um, I'm, I always just notice I'm, I'm always number one in, in my, <laughs> in, in my, uh, every time we search for, for in my area and stuff like that. And then I ask them, Oh, is that, are you like, are you logged in? Is that, is that why? And if you're logged in and, and you're number one, it's because you visit that listing the most. So Airbnb just keenly thinks that you're, you're more attracted to that. Right. And, and to be honest with you, it probably is just a pain in their butt too. If, 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 um, if it were the other way around, because then if, if people didn't see their listing at the very front there, then they might, they might freak out and, 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 and contact Airbnb. Right. Um, so <laughs> it just is, it is actually, it works in their favor to, to show people listings that, uh, that they visit, um, as a host yeah. as well. <laughs> it's like, Hey, look, your listing is on page number one. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Were you done talking or were you? Yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, all right, man. I think we've covered a lot and I'm, just, I'm sure we can keep talking for a couple hours, but the next thing I wanted to talk about is you've, you've de developed, um, uh, some, some really awesome software. Uh, it's called rank breeze. And essentially what it does is you can use it to optimize your listing, to improve the search results, right? You can use it to, tr first of all, track the position in your search results and, and then you can, optimize your open calendar dates, you can repeat positive actions that improve your rankings, and you can look at reporting, weekly reporting of your, your listings SEO performance. So tell us about tell us more about this tool called um, RankBreeze. Sure. So uh, the whole mission behind RankBreeze is to is to improve your search visibility and you know get you um, better booking rates as as well as improve your visitor counts. And I know that's you know those are three important areas that we believe are um, are kind of those great signals for Airbnb. And if we align ourselves with Airbnb in that manner, then I don't see how any we could go we could go wrong. To be honest with you, so that's the that's the whole. Uh, mission behind uh, it, behind RankBreeze, and it is a software toolkit for Airbnb optimization. What we do is, yeah, we we track your search visibility, and when I say search visibility, it's it, it is different than rankings, right? Rankings sometimes you'll uh, a ranking is like one position, right? But search visibility is where you perform all across the board. So it's not just about you know, um, it's not just about if, if in a way, like if, if you, if you, if you talk about, uh, Airbnb, um, you know, your, your Airbnb ranking in a way, you're never going to just rank number one or, you know, number 10 or anything like that. Cause it's just, there's thousands of different ways that Airbnb, uh, that people search on Airbnb. And that's kind of our whole point, right? So we're trying to give you a whole, we're trying to give you an idea of where you stand across the board. So that means looking at every single guest count that you have. So if you have 16 guests that you can have in your listing, then it matters where you're going to be sitting in those, in those 16 guests, obviously not as much in those, in those first, um, uh, you know, for guests one to, 
one to three possibly, right? That, that just, it's just not economical for people to, to stay there um, it, for a listing that big. But nonetheless, it's stuff that we provide in terms of, uh, in terms of I guess, in terms of the software there. And uh, we look at a few different searches as well. So it's not just um, we, we, everything we do comes down to looking at the each and every guest count that you have. But then we've also got, you know, your open calendar ranking. So where are you sitting um, in the future? Right. So where are you sitting in the future? But then we also have we also. So, for example, if you have your first uh, if you have your next four calendar dates open, what and how are you doing? for uh for the searches for those upcoming dates right because that's important for you to for you to close in your next 30 days essentially right um and then also what you're getting too is that we're giving you you know some details and background in terms of what uh what other people are doing as well for for um uh for those specific dates so you know what is the what's the price and stuff like that for, so you can kind of optimize for that one thing i think is very you uh, very interesting is that it allows you to look at supply and demand too so um the max amount of listings, the max amount of listings that Airbnb will show you for a given search is 306 listings. All right. Um, so anything, anything below that, uh, which you'll see inside of, uh, which you'll see inside of rank breeze is that you'll see, um, you know, you might see that you are ranked 10 out of 120 basically. You know, so that so that's telling you that there's less supply. There's significantly less supply for that date, and that'll help you, um, you know, maneuver Airbnb a little bit better uh, in terms of in terms of supply and demand, like we've, what we've been talking about. So, so that's you know, that's kind of one feature there. Um, and we've also, like we said, we look through, we try and give you as much search visibility as possible. So we're looking at um, not only you know those calendar rankings, but we're also looking at what we call the top level city rankings. So how do you compare against every single person in the city? Because at the end of the day, Airbnb is just, I, I don't know if I like to say it, but it is exactly what it is. We are just numbers. All those listings are just numbers inside of Airbnb and Airbnb has to arrange those, uh, arrange us in, a, in, 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 you know, one to 70,000 or something like that, right? You can't just have two people in the same spot. So everyone has to be ordered um, in, in one way or another, right? Either you're number one or you're number 10 or you're, you know, you, there's no 10.5 or anything like that. It's, it's, it's um, 11 or 12. So the top level city rankings is how you sit from the entire view. And this is, this is the hardest to maneuver, but it, it is actually the purest form of, of rankings that you can look at, right? So, so if you look at, um, and how we do that is we just look at the searches on Airbnb without any, um, without, any, without any dates or anything like that. All we look at is the city plus the guest count and how you're aligned um, against all those people. Because at the end of the day, all those, like the dates and, you know, uh, uh, the dates and the amenities and stuff like that. Those are just, those are just filters. The Airbnb is, is, is putting on you. So every time you attach that filter on, then the, the stronger that you appear in the, in, in what we call the top level city rankings, then the better you will do across the board. And we have seen that we have seen people that perform better on, uh, in the city rankings perform much better in their calendar rankings and and all the and all the other rankings basically so that's the so that's the search visibility aspect of it and where things come in uh, very interesting in terms of being like you know a tool uh, an SEO tool a search engine optimization tool is 
the first part of any um, the, the first part of any proper SEO is that you have to know where you're coming from, right? And that's kind of the whole reason why we've got uh, why you want to track your rankings because because oftentimes what you will do is you will adjust things and you do not know whether or not it made a positive or negative effect. Um, if, 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 if you have dealt with any sort of um, search engine optimization, you'll know that things just take a long time, um, just a long time to, 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 to start seeing positive changes or, or even negative changes, right? So that's kind of what we've done here is we've, we've, we've built in this thing. It's called an optimization journal. So essentially anytime you're going to switch these photos out or, or make any side kind of large significant change to your listing, then you can actually see and timestamp it inside of the charts. So you can see, or basically it's an annotation of, um, on the chart to see whether or not, um, that change made a positive or negative effect on, on your rankings and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of how it works. Um, well, that is how it works. And people are using rank breeze right now for, I'm sure ways that they don't even want to tell me because <laughs> we've got, you know, we've got all these different users and we look at them and, and, you know, I'll talk to people and they said, Oh, we're using, uh, we're using this tool. Oh, we, we, uh, we're constantly uploading our photos up in every single day, uh, you know, refreshing those photos or, Oh, we built some links from, from Google to, to, um, to, to our listing so that we can get some more views in, in that way. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that people are using the tool. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to actually just, putting in the, you know, putting in the, uh, putting in that timestamp there and seeing the historical significance of, of, of that specific change to your listing. Um, on our end, we, on our end, we, we, uh, we have this, um, I guess it's, it's a listing description, listing optimization service on, on, um, that comes along with, with, uh, with rank breeze, the software toolkit. And, what that is is we just have a whole process or our we'll call it our methodology of of how we um we recreate and build these optimized listing descriptions and from our um from our standpoint what we've seen is that it takes between 30 to 40 days for that stuff to 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 come into effect and and really make a difference there so um that just gives you a, an idea for for how long it takes to to actually make these improvements in in and see things in a positive light it's the long game. <laughs> it's a long game. It's a long game, but it's a good game. Um, if you want more information about Rank Breeze, then you can go to rankbreeze.com. So it's R A N K B as in boy R E E Z E dot com. And there's a, there's some cool videos. It's a very beautiful website. I'm I'm gonna have to pick your brain in the future when it comes to design because. I think I can learn a lot from uh, the way you designed your, your website. And also remoteskill.com is where people can find the, uh, the blog posts and a lot of the ranking factors and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to put all, the, all, these, all this information and all these links, I'm going to put them in the show notes at getpaidforyourpet.com slash podcast. That's where you find all the podcast episodes. And last but not least, if you want to try Rank Breeze, you can. Uh, if you just if you just go to the website rankbreeze.com, you'll you'll see that the pricing is it's twelve bucks per month for a starter package, which tracks free Airbnb listings. Then it's twenty five for up to ten, 
and then there's 60 per month for 30 listings. Is that 30 listings or more, or is it the maximum of 30 listings? It's 30 listings. Um, that's the max. If they want to, if they have more, they can come and contact us. Okay, cool. Um, but of course, there's a special offer that you can take advantage from. And so in, instead of 12, 25, and 60, you can actually, if you, if you want to sign up, um, you can go to rankbreeze.com and then slash get paid for your pad. And if you type that into your browser, then you're magically going to come to the same page, but with different prices. Instead of 12, 25, 60, they're all 10 bucks, 10 bucks per month. That's for, but that's for the, that's for the first month, right? Exactly. So you can you can try this software for ten dollars. Uh, it does have a thirty day money back guarantee as well. So if you can try it for for thirty days and then you just tell Kevin, Kevin, I'm sorry, your software sucks. I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, and that's the whole point about what we said before. You know, it's like that cancellation policy with Airbnb. You have to almost deleverage the risk for for people to to come and try you out. To be honest with you, right? That's just part of good business. Got it. Awesome. So again, rankbreeze.com slash get paid for your pad. That's where you can uh, find the special uh, introduction plan, 10 bucks one month. And you can get your money back if you don't like it, but I doubt it. I mean, I checked it out myself and I'm pretty impressed, which is, which kind of says a lot because there's, there's so many tools out there these days. Um, and um, yeah, I'm, I was really impressed when I, when I checked it out. Also, your blog, I immediately felt like, okay, this guy definitely knows what he's talking about. So I recommend everybody uh, who's interested in improving their, their search ranking, go, go check it out. Um, and that uh, brings us to the end of this podcast episode. I think we've been talking for a long time. Um, we can uh, we'll probably get you on again because I feel like uh, there's, there's more stuff to talk about. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Sounds good. Yeah, I'd be uh, happy to, to talk more. Airbnb is, is, I'm sure that whatever we talk about today is going to be slightly different the next conversation <laughs> that we have. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, yes. Anyway, Kevin, uh, sorry, Kelvin. Oh, my God. And now I, I, I'm like your grandmother, basically. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting old, I guess. Um, Kelvin, thank you so much for coming on the show I've, I've learned a lot from reading your your blog posts at remoteskill.com so thank you for putting out this awesome content and thank you for creating this really awesome tool and um i'm sure we'll, we'll keep in touch and I'll, we'll you know i'll get you back on the show to talk more about about some uh, some other stuff um, for the listeners out there thank you for listening and if you uh if you want to stay up to date on what's going on in the world of Airbnb and what I'm up to and new content, etc. just go to getpaidforyourpet.com on the front page so you can sign up for my newsletter. And also I wanted to uh, encourage people, check me out on Instagram, getpaidforyourpet on Instagram because I started doing lots of stories and I'm, I'm working on uh, joining I Instagram TV as well and put some cool videos up there and stuff, some educational materials. So that'd be fun. Um, 
hit me up on uh, at get paid for your pad on Instagram. If you send me a, a link to your listing, by the way, then I'll, I'll, I'll feature you where you can post a picture and just tag get paid for your pad and I'll feature your uh, listing on, on on my Instagram it's got like 20k followers or something so that's pretty good uh, it's going pretty well at that anyway that's the end of the episode thank you for listening and, and of course next Wednesday there will be another episode so I hope to see you then well I won't see you but I hope you will listen thanks for listening until next time Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for 